0: Hi, welcome back to the Hollywood Dreammaker Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Gallo, and I want to welcome you to my 50th episode, and I'm pretty proud of that. You know, during the whole pandemic, when it first started, I uh, had a little free time on my hands, and I said, I'm going to create this podcast because I wanted to spread what I do here at my school, the Manhattan Active Studio. With the world go global with it and I took the leap and it's been the best thing that I ever did my podcast is the top two and a half percent of all podcasts globally, and I want to thank you the listeners out there for giving me this beautiful gift and being able to share my voice with the world. And I really appreciate that you guys are out there listening. So this episode, I had a request for it. It's about self-tapes. Some of you don't know what a self-tape is, is Hollywood has changed drastically because of the pandemic. Back in the day, when I first came out to Hollywood, you would have to walk into a room and audition in front of a casting director. When the pandemic hit, all of a sudden, casting directors, you know, everything was closed. So casting directors were still casting projects and they were having actors putting themselves on tape. So they would send you the script, the material, the sides, the copy. For Some of you who don't know what that is, copy is usually for a commercial. Sides are usually for film and television. And they would send you a breakdown. A breakdown is a description of the character that they're looking for, maybe an age range, a type. And they would send you three or four pages of material, whatever it may be, whatever the copy is, and they would have you film yourself and put yourself on tape. Now that's fairly new. For the past two years, this has been, you know, all the rage. That's what everybody's doing right now. And I've had conversations with casting directors. I've had ca- conversations with talent agents and managers. And I don't see it coming, going back to in-person casting. So, you know, you want to master the art of self-tapes. You know, that's how you're going to get work. And I'm pretty proud that, you know, during my, you know, 40 years in the business, I started doing self-tapes a long time ago. I think like when I first opened up my studio here in Manhattan Beach seven years ago, I was so busy and my agent would call me up and he said, Hey, you know, you have this audition for a show. And I was like, I don't have time to drive all the way to Hollywood. If they want to see me, you know, I I can put myself on tape. And, you know, some agents, some casting agents said no, but some said yes. And you know, I would film myself and I'd send it out to uh, my agent and I landed those roles. I mean, I remember it was, uh, it was a role on a a soap opera called days of our lives. My agent called me up and said, you know, they want to see you for this role as a a mobster on days of our lives. And, you know, I was like, you know, you've been there, done that. And I, I, I kind of passed on it. I've been on general hospital and I've done some other soaps and I wasn't interested. So I said, you know, I'm not interested. And he said, well, you know, you should really look at this. It's, you know, it's a recurring character. It's like 15 episodes and they're requesting you. They want to see you for this thing. So we battled a little bit and I told him, listen, here's the deal. I'm not going in to read for it. If they want me to put myself on tape, I will put myself on tape and, you know, we'll take it from there. So I did, I put myself on tape and I landed that role. And then I turned it down because they didn't wanna pay enough money and they wanted me enough that they came up with the money. And then I said, okay, I'll do it. And it was a great experience. I learned a lot, you know, don't knock. So, you know, I used to be one that I don't do soap operas. I'm a, you know. I'm a theater actor, I'm a film actor, I don't do commercials, I don't do, you know, soap operas, but, you know, some of those soap opera actors are some of the most trained actors I've seen, because they're working their craft on a daily basis. They get rewrites, they get pages, they have to memorize, you know, they're really working their craft. You know, when I was in New York I was producing a film and you know I cast you know uh, some of my leads were so right off of soap operas because they were so good. They came in prepared, they made some big choices and they changed my mind. So I wanted to talk about what is a self tape. If you've never done a self tape, you don't know what a self tape is, you know. It's you putting yourself on tape for a casting director. Now, I think it's an advantage for some of the new actors that are coming into Hollywood. Back in the day, if I was a producer or a casting director, you know, I probably wouldn't let you in my room if you didn't have a track record, if you didn't have a resume, if you didn't have a demo reel. But now I'm more willing to say, you know what, Uh, I might pre-screen you. You may have to, you know, put yourself on tape. And then if I think you're, you know, did a good job on your pre-screen, then I will have you audition for the project. So it's really important that you learn the art of self-taping. And, you know, I've been blessed that, you know, I've had Hollywood agents call me up and send their clients to me because they know when I work on with their actors and I put them on tape, they're booking the jobs. And my rep got out there that, look, if you want, if it's a big project and you want, you know, it's a series regular, it's a big film or something like that. Then you want to coach with me, you know? I've been doing this a long time, and I know what it takes to book a job. I mean, I've booked many, many jobs. You know, I, I'm here in my my studio right now. Um, these are all my movie posters behind me on the wall. If you're listening to me on the podcast, you you're not going to be able to see that. But if you want to want to see it, you just go into inside the Manhattan Actor Studio on YouTube and subscribe. And all the video content of my podcast. Lives on my inside the Manhattan Actor Studio with Billy Gallo. So I've been in every kind of room you can possibly think of, and I've booked every room you can possibly think of. I've booked one hour dramas, you know, a blockbuster, you know, feature films, uh, sitcom, soap operas, commercials. I've done it all. And there is, you know, each audition has its own. You have to know what the tone of the project is. You want to know, okay. well, if I'm auditioning for a Nickelodeon, it's kind of, you know, big and fake. And, you know, there's a little bit of overacting, nothing against Nickelodeon actors, but it's you got to know what you're reading for. You know, so your job as an actor, first off, is to look at the breakdown and find out what the project is. Now, if it's a show that's on the air right now, you want to watch an episode uh, or a few episodes of the show and really get familiar with the tone of the show and how you can fit into the show. You know, if you, you're you you're reading for Criminal Minds, you know, they're, they, they don't do much. They're like talking heads. Now, I'm not saying that the actors are not talented. There are a bunch of very talented actors on the show, but, you know, there's stillness. There's, there's not, not not a lot of movement. If you're doing a sitcom, it's a little different. You know, there's some, you're, it's a little bigger. You know, I went from, I learned a very valuable lesson when I was doing Who's the Boss uh, for three years. And it was, you know, in front of a uh, live audience, two shows, and it was like doing a play. And it's, you know, it's, you got to hold for laughs. It's, it's kind of big, you know, there's, there's some behavior that goes along and, you know, I did a movie called pretty woman with Richard gear and Julia Roberts. And that film, I was doing a scene with Richard gear and my character is the big, bad drug dealing pimp. And I was doing just a lot of stuff. And Richard gear was just doing nothing really. And Gary Marshall, the director taught me a very valuable lesson. He said, You know, the next day he brought me into dailies and dailies are the footage from the day you shot before. And he said, I want you to see something. And literally I was doing too much. I was bouncing off the screen for film. It's less is more. You want to do less. It's stillness. You know, you can have a volcano ready to erupt inside your chest and we want to say, but your your face is nice and relaxed. And Richard Gere was a pro and, you know, I grew up idolizing and watching him in film. So it was an honor to be able to be, you know, act side by side with him, but he knew he was mic'd and he didn't have to do too much. So, you know, when we were doing the scene, it, it was like he was whispering, but, you know, when I saw the f- scene, he had all the power, he was in all in control. And me, I was like a little barking chihuahua bouncing off the screen. So, valuable lesson learned. So what I want you to do is I want you to really figure out, okay, what am I auditioning for? Watch an episode of the show and know what exactly you're going to be reading for. So you fit that show. You want to look at the break thing. You want to look at what they're, what, what they're looking for. You know, there are clues in there. And I'm not saying that you want to do, try to fit into their mold or what they want for the role, but you want to look for the clues. You know, sometimes they'll they'll be a description of the character and they'll say hot-tempered or whatever. You know, that's a clue. Maybe you want to find that point in the audition where you show the hot temper or the comedic part or whatever it is that you see. You want to definitely look at the breakdown and look for the clues and then, you know, give them your version of that. I don't believe that... I think actors have to truly... Show them the character. Don't leave anything to their imagination because truly sometimes they don't have an imagination. So if you're reading for a role, you know, don't audition, give them the role. I want you to think like when you're putting yourself on tape, like I got this part already and I'm just filming it. I'm on set and I'm filming it. So don't be the actor auditioning give them the performance. Don't be the actor that's going to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to give it to them, you know, on the callback or when I get the job or, you know, you're not going to get the job. You want to give them 150%. So you get that job or you, you make a fan, even if you don't get the job, it's not really about getting the job. It's about truly making fans, having casting directors, see your work, see those big choices, see that you came, you know, Prepared, you've outworked, you've out prepped, you've outchoiced the other actors. Most actors are trying to survive the audition. Remember their lines, you know, hope somebody likes them. You don't want to go trying to get something. There's an energy, it's it's almost like a desperation, and it's hard to watch. But if you're going into an audition to play and have fun. And if it's a self tape, you know, you're on, put yourself in a real place, ground yourself, you know, you don't want to be the actor in front of the camera, you want to substitute, you want to personalize, you want to, you know, take a piece of your soul and leave it on that piece of footage that those casting directors are going to see, because they get bombarded by 1000s of submissions for one role. And they're looking through tape, and you know, they're going through tape, and they got the actor with the wrinkle curtain and the sides in the hand, you know, acting. And then they have, you know, they they come across your audition where you're giving them the performance. You're not leaving anything to the imagination. It's all there. They can take your footage and put it right on the camera or put it right on the screen or put it right on the television or whatever it may be, because you literally gave them the performance. Don't audition. Give them the performance. Now, you want to make choices, okay? Choices, you know, talent lies within your choices, you want to know if they give you two pages of material and you don't know, you know, the backstory of the character, well, you know, make some choices, create it. Where did I come? Well, you know, what's my last name? Sometimes on the script, it says John. Well, okay, John, well, what, what's your last name? Where were you born? What was your childhood like? Just like if I asked you where, you know, who are you? Where, where are you from? You would be able to answer that. What's your best friend's name? What's going on in your life? So you want to make some choices. You write a little biography for the character. You want to figure out what's my relationship to the other character in the scene. What do I want from this other character? You know, it's really about making choices. You know, I I feel like there are no bad choices. The only bad choices are when you don't make any choices and you're just saying the words on the page. If you really truly want to know the art of the audition, you want to look at my uh, episode that I did all about the art of the audition and I cover everything in that. And if you go to my uh, billygallo.com, there's a free pdf download you just you know subscribe put your email in there and you get a free pdf on the art of the audition and there's some great stuff in there i know i've used it myself and i learned very early on how to audition and how to book the part and it works and i teach it to my students and they're booking jobs left and right and i know what i teach works i want to get back to self tapes okay with a self tape, you want to have a clean background. You don't want to have a bunch of distractions. You don't want to have, you know, your dirty dishes, your, your cat or your dog, you know, barking, you don't, you don't want to have stuff in the frame. That's going to be distracting. You want to keep the spotlight on you. Okay. You want to have a clean background. Now I personally am a rule breaker. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the wrinkled curtain, you know, and, uh, you know it just it, it doesn't work for me if i'm if i'm reading for you know the serial killer i don't want to have a purple background you know it's just fake to me so don't you know find a real wall you know find if, if if i'm reading for the serial killer well give me a gray wall so it looks like i'm in a real interrogation room and then i want you to think about wardrobe you know what kind of wardrobe would your character be wearing you know don't leave anything to their imagination if you're if you're reading for the nurse Well, you know, maybe get, you know, some scrubs, you know, have, uh, you know, maybe just something they really say when I'm looking through the tape, you know, all these self tape auditions, boom, there's a nurse. It's right there in front of me. Okay. That's what you want to do. You want to serve it up and go yummy, yummy. You like that? Tastes good. Don't leave anything to the imagination. Lights. You want to be lit properly. You don't want to have lights behind you. You don't want to be in a silhouette. You want to make sure you're lit properly. You want to make sure that, you know, you know, you have a proper light. I'm not a big fan of, um, I mean, ring lights are good, but if you don't have lights, but I would say if you have a natural available light, like a be- this beautiful sunlight coming through a window, even maybe if you pull down the shade and have a little bit of a diffused light, that that's really natural light. And it looks better than a ring light with a little ring in your eye. and you know or you know, if you do have a ring light, you know, there are ways to light yourself with a ring light. Maybe turn the ring light and point it at a, a white wall and you know turn up the the light so it bounces off the wall. And then it lights you. And then that's how you get rid of that ring. You know, if you wear glasses, I have glasses on right now. I have lights right now, but you don't see them in my glasses because I learned how to light properly. Now, how do you learn how to light properly? Well, guess what? There's some great stuff on YouTube, okay? All you have to do is search in three-point lighting on YouTube and take a class. It's free. There's there's some great stuff out there. Look at some of the great cinematographers and see you know they they might have a tutorial on how they light so lighting is super important you want to be lit well you want to have good sound okay if i can't hear you uh, you lost me at a, hello so you want to have you know a good sound now having a lav mic i think is great because the microphone's right on you and you know you can you don't have to project it's it's literally right on you and you don't have to worry about it so I would recommend a lav mic, but you know, when you're self taping, sometimes, you know, you can use a, a shotgun mic and that's just a microphone that points towards you. And it's a directional mic and you just stand in front of it and it's going to pick up your sound. You know, I found sometimes with those directional mics, I, I get a little hissing sound that is annoying. So I, I would, you know, try to find a, a lav mic. I would, if you can, I would purchase if you have the, the, the means to purchase a, uh, A lighting setup, I would highly recommend that you have some dimmable LED lights, light panels that you can, you know, adjust and, you know, can change the color temperature just like you can on a ring light and really kind of set a mood. I would think about framing, you know, cinematic framing, you know, how do you you frame a shot? I would go on YouTube once again and type in cinematic framing and find out, you know, learn all you can about cinematic framing. It's really important that you out-work, out-prep, out-choice, out-everything, the other actors. That's truly how you're going to stand out from the crowd. So we talked about framing. We talked about lighting. We talked about sound. Now, back in the day when you know I was walking into auditions... I, you know, if I'm reading for a role, I'm bringing that character in the door. I'm not leaving anything to the imagination. If I'm playing a Marine, well, guess what? You know what? I'm buzzing my hair or I'm, 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 I'm wearing some tight-fitting military khaki, maybe some dog tag. Something just screams Marine. Now, if I'm a casting director, now I get a piece of footage of a, an actor with some, uh, you know, a jean jacket and he's reading for the military guy, I'm not seeing Marine. Okay, so it's you know your physiology, the way you stand, your your character, you know, behaves. It's you got to be serving up marine the whole time. I want to see a marine. I want a marine to walk in the door, and I want a marine to exit that door. You want to show them who the character is. You know, I was having I had a conversation on my last podcast with the uh, top agent uh, Alicia Ruskin. If you haven't seen that episode, you definitely want to watch it. But you know, she said you know on some commercial auditions. You know, there's not a lot of dialogue. Sometimes it's really about your slate. You know, knowing how to slate your name. Now, if you don't know how to slate your name, you could lose them at hello. I'm literally checking out because you don't know how to say your name. Now, you want to follow their instructions. And it's really important to follow their instructions. You know, on the breakdown, it's going to say exactly what they want. Your name, your your first name, your last name, your age, where you're from, are you a local hire? Are you LA-based, where you're based out of, you know? Whatever it says, that's exactly what you do. You don't want to be like a robot coming into a room. If they didn't ask for hands or, you know, profiles, you don't want to be walking into the room and giving, you know, profiles and hands. And that's just, you know, it's just too much. Only when they ask for it. And if they do ask for it, and this is for people that are watching the YouTube channel, you know, if they ask to see your hands, you take your hands, you place them on either side of your face, you show your hands front and back and you bring them down. That's it. If they want profiles, you show your profiles. Okay. It's not a mugshot smile. You're having a good time. It's about having fun. It truly is about having fun. You know, when you're a little kid and you were playing and you wrapped a little towel around your head and you ran around like Superman or or Halloween, when you put the costume on, you put the wardrobe and the makeup. I think that's, you know, acting. I think, you know, auditioning, you want to, you want to put on the the, the wardrobe because it makes you feel a certain way. I know for me, I put on a police uniform. I, I feel differently. You know, you put on a suit, you feel differently. So you want to think about your character's wardrobe. Okay. It's, I think it's really important that you show them that you do not leave anything to their imagination. Okay. Next, hair and makeup. How does your character wear their hair? You know, makeup. You know, back in the day when, you know, I was running around Hollywood, I had a makeup box that I went to cinema secrets, you know, I asked the makeup artists uh, on on the shows that I've worked on, you know, where do they get their makeup? And they told me, well, you got to go to Nami's beauty supply. You got to go to cinema secrets. You know, these are the, and, and I would get, you know, exactly what they had the same exact makeup, because, you know, sometimes when you're filming yourself, you're under lights and you don't want to be all shiny and, you know, you want to have a translucent powder. You can powder yourself down, you you may even put on some makeup. You know, sometimes you know for some auditions. You know, I'm clean shaven, and all of a sudden I'm reading for the uh, you know the the gang member from East L.A. You know, with a goatee, and I don't have a goatee. I'm clean shaven. Well, I would literally open up my magic little box, get my little spirit gum, lay down a mustache and a goatee. You know, maybe put on a tattoo, and I'd I'd be able to show them exactly the character. And I booked those roles because I didn't leave. You know. If they see me like this, you know, they're not, they're, you know, clean shaven. They're not seeing the character. So you want to take it to the next level. I'm not saying you want to start gluing mustaches, but that's what I did. I I was a rule breaker. I didn't care. My only job was to do them a favor. You know, they're looking to cast this role. They need somebody. They don't know who that person is. They think they know what they, they want, but they don't. It's your job to go in there and show them exactly who they want. You know, my TV series I did with Matthew Perry, they were looking for a surfer dude from Venice beach with a parrot on his shoulder. Now, when I read that script, I was like, nah, I saw him. Like I grew up watching his show called happy days with the Fonz. He wore a leather jacket. He drove a motorcycle. He was cool. That's how I saw the character. So that's exactly what I did. I put on a leather jacket, a wife beater, gold chain, did the hair. And you know, I, I even played up the New York accent because You know, that's what, that was my star power. You know, I was a kid from Brooklyn, New York. And what separated me from all the other guys reading for that role was my choices. I decided to come in and serve it up for them. And they said, yummy, yummy. And they liked that. And they gave me my own television series. So, you know, don't try to give them what you think they want. Give them what you feel the character is and make some big choices and go into that room or put yourself on tape and give them the performance please don't audition if you're auditioning you're wasting your time okay treat it like you already got the part you know if your friend called you up and said hey i'm doing a film and guess what my lead actress fell out my lead actor fell out i need you to come in you're going to come prepared right you're not going to have your script you're going to have to shoot it because that's going to live on film forever so the same thing with your self-tapes you want to give them the performance. Don't leave anything to the imagination. I'll keep saying that over and over again. I want, I want you to get, don't audition. If you're auditioning, you're wasting your time, okay? I want you to go make some big, bold, strong choices. And it doesn't matter if you get the part or not. They're going to become a fan of your work. And once they become a fan of your work, they're going to keep bringing you back in. Casting directors want to look good in front of the producers and if you make them look good they're going to become a fan and they're going to bring you back and then it's just a numbers game it's just a matter of time every time you go in there you give 150 percent all that you know your work and all your preparation all your stuff is going to come one day and that to that right little opportunity that right audition that you're perfect for and you're going to land that role as long as you don't give up you know this this business is a roller coaster ride uh, Sometimes it's feast. Sometimes it's famine. Sometimes, you know, you get three auditions in a day and sometimes you don't get three auditions in a month, but you just got to keep working on your craft, be in class, work on yourself, tapes, keep educating yourself. Okay. You want to keep educating yourself. I had an actor on my podcast, David Proval, wonderful actor. I, I did a movie with him when I was 11 years old. He inspired me. They were filming a movie in my neighborhood. And that's how I got bit by the acting bug. Well, David Proval is still studying with his acting teacher via Zoom. At, I think his acting teacher is 91 years old and he's still studying. So, you know, you never, you, and he's a, an amazing actor, but you don't, you never, you never like, if anybody tells you, you know what, I know everything there is to know about acting, they're full of shit. They don't know what they're talking about because this, this is a craft that you learn something new every day. I, I mean, I I have a school here and I teach every day and every day I learn something new. So keep growing. Get outside your comfort zone. If you're in your comfort zone, nothing's gonna happen for you. You wanna be outside your comfort zone. Everything you want in life is outside your comfort zone. You have to be willing to step outside your comfort zone. And you wanna start training yourself to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Well, how do you do that? Well, you do that by being in a class. Well, you do that by putting yourself in front of an audience. So work on your craft, read, study, learn, you know, work on, you know, some, some, some good material. I'm not, you know, don't just go online and read, you know, nothing against mock sides, but you know, there, there are like these little scripts that, you know, read scripts that, you know, are by famous playwrights, you know, work on some good material, you know, read some Shakespeare, start developing your craft. Okay. So. The most important thing is truly bringing a piece of your soul, leaving a piece of your soul behind. And how do you do that? Well, you got to ask yourself, you know, who does this character become? Because I'm playing this character. You know, if this character is, you know, emotional in the scene and they're or they're angry or whatever it is, you got to ask yourself, well, where's my anger? Where's my pain? And you know you want to look into you, right, into your little actor toolbox. Everything that's ever happened to you in your whole life—the good, the bad, the ugly—all of that—that's your goal as an actor. And you want to be able to substitute. You want to be able to personalize. You want to. Be, so you're not the actor in front of the camera auditioning. You're in a real place. You've grounded yourself in a real place. You're talking to a real person, and you're fighting for a real need. Now, also the camera. When you slate your name. It's really important in the beginning that when you slate your name, this is the one time you're allowed. I want you to look into the camera because you want to engage that casting director. If you're not looking at the camera, if you're looking at yourself or you're looking to the side, you know, I'm not engaged. It's like when you walk into a room in person, you want to make eye contact. You want to engage that person. So when you slate your name, I want you to look directly into camera. Say your name loud and proud and confident. If you don't know what a slate is, it's, hi, my name is Billy Gallo, and you know your age. Whatever it is that they ask for, give them exactly that. And then take a moment, get out of camera, take your eyeline, bring it close to camera, either to the right or left of camera, and put a real person there. So you're not staring off into space. You know, in Hollywood, sometimes, you know, you're filming and you know, the actor that's playing your dad or whatever had to go home or, you know, there's not enough room in the tight little alley where you're filming. They, you know, you have a cameraman, you have the director, you have the sound guy. So, you know, you have a script supervisor and that's somebody, you know, reading the script from from the other room. And they give you a little piece of orange tape and they go, okay, that's your eyeline for your, your dad or whatever. You know, do you want to be looking at a piece of orange tape? No, you want to put a real person there. So you got to ask yourself, who do I have? Who can I put in there? How do I personalize this? How do I substitute? How do I leave a piece of my soul behind on that film? And then they will feel you. And then they will become a fan of your work. That's the secret, guys. Don't act. Be real. Be truthful. Be honest. Be vulnerable. Your vulnerability is your strength. If you're, be, you're able to take your soul and leave it behind, a piece of your soul in that room, they're going to become a fan of you. Now that's either if you're in the room or if you're putting yourself on tape. So once again, don't act, be real, be truthful, substitute, personalize, make this real, as real as possible. Put yourself in the real environment, have the wardrobe of the character on, have the hair, the makeup, everything, you know, serve it up. So when I'm me casting director, I'm looking at that tape, I see that and I go, that's the person. Change their mind. I can't tell you how many times, In Hollywood, I changed their mind. They were looking for a certain character or they promised the role to somebody else. I walked in the room and I changed their mind. That's your job. How do you do that? Big choices. Loading it up with your soul and not playing it safe. Safe is boring. If you're going to play it safe, you're just going to say the words on the page. Stay home. You're wasting your time. That door opens once for you. You want to play the big game. If you go in there and you, you, you're you you're nervous, you're not prepared, whatever, you know what, that door's going to close and you're not going to get back in that door ever again. Because I, me, cast and director, I want to look good. I don't need somebody going to make me look bad. So work on your crafts. If you haven't, I want you to go to, to Inside, the Manhattan Actor Studio with Billy Gallo. I want you to subscribe. There's such great stuff. You know, this is 50 episodes. You know, there's a bonus episode that I did with the cast of Night of the Demons. But this, you know, there's 50 episodes. I've talked to agents, managers, producers. You know, everybody who had a dream to, you know, be an actor to be in the showbiz, and they made the dream a reality. And they are leaving some serious golden nuggets for you. So it's free. Just go, get all that information take it in. Don't waste any time. Life is short. Go after your dreams with a vengeance. TikTok, go get them. Okay. I believe in you. Go after your dreams. If I can do it, if those 50 guests that have been on my podcast can make the dream a reality, then so can you. If this dream, is in your heart, then it was given to you. It's a gift and it's your obligation to shine that light. Oh, by the way, that is the the secret. I truly believe that we all have this beautiful light within us. Okay, some some of us may want to dim that light. Okay, maybe we have a little story going on. Maybe something happened in our past, whatever, we're holding on to stuff, and we're dimming our light. The game changer is once you've done all of the work, you've done all of the prep, and you've done, then you come in and you shine your light. This talent was given to you and was given to you for a reason. Some people can act. Some people can paint. Some people can draw, whatever. That's your talent. Okay. That was given to you. Don't waste that talent. Shine your light. Now go after your dreams with a vengeance. I'll see you next time on the next podcast. Take care. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Please rate, review, share this with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't.